Hey y'all, and welcome back to another episode of the Life Lab Podcast, Quarantine Broadcast, Episode 5. We hope you guys are all staying safe out there, and we're starting to see the tail end of this. On today's podcast, we talk about how giving feedback to others, especially how your emotional state is that day, especially when you wake up, maybe you're having an off day, and letting those who you're living with know that so that they can then adapt in a better way to help you can just benefit everyone going forward. Then Everett and I really dive into how to make the next three to six months the most enjoyable and how to thrive and not just survive during quarantine. We hope you guys enjoy. Take care. And if you like this episode and you like this podcast, please go and rate it five stars on iTunes. Subscribe. And if you have any feedback for the podcast, topics we can we can talk about, guests we can bring on, anything that we can do to make this more beneficial and bring more value to you guys, please let us know. Send us a DM on Instagram, uh, Life Lab Podcast, uh, and let us know. We hope you guys enjoy, and thanks again. I think the first thing that I wanted to talk about is something I heard from Esther, I think that's how you pronounce her name, Esther Perel, about cohabitating with your significant other or, or your roommates. And it's a really simple piece that you can take action on immediately. And it's giving feedback to those people who you're living with. Uh, like maybe you slept really bad that day and you or that night and you had two hours of sleep or you were really restless and you wake up and you're just, you're just in a bad mood you know that your patience is razor thin. It's letting those people know as soon as they're awake and with you so that they can know how to act around you, how to give you some space. Maybe they need to give you a little bit more love, et cetera, et cetera. And I think that will help. That helps a lot when you're living with people for, and you're being in quarantine for such a long period of time because you're not going to rub those people the wrong way or, um, and just being more aware of, of how they're feeling and giving them that feedback really helps the other person and aids them in being able to give you what you need, whether it be space, uh, attention, um, maybe doing them a favor or something nice, or just, um, understanding that their their patients might be might be short that day so and i think this uh, this is more important for when you're having bad days or something bad happened to you and it's affecting you negatively versus when you're 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 having a great day because you're usually able to ride out the the struggle the the struggles better when you're having a great day but not so much when you're having a bad day so so for instance it's like Hey, I woke up. I feeling I'd be like telling Jenna, I'd be like, Hey, I'm feeling like a two or a three out of 10 today. So just, just letting you know that I'm not on my, on my, on my A game today. Just, just letting you know. And I think it's then, then she's able to then appropriately react and just know how I'm feeling. How long have you guys been do, practicing that for? We've been, we do it. I wouldn't say as consistently as we as we'd like, but we are pretty good about doing it when we're really not feeling good. And it's just like, hey, I'm having an off. I th- I'd say that's what we we mostly do. It's hey, I'm having an off day. Just know that I'm I'm having an off day, and just be aware of that. Like, and, and if we continue to have an off day, it's like 
it's just, it's just an off day for me. And we're pretty consistent about that. If we're having an off day, like there are some times where I just don't want to talk at all, at all, at all. And I just want to be really quiet and really not interact with anyone. And I just kind of want to just be inside myself and just, this is nothing that you've done or something wrong. I'm just having a, an off day. Maybe it's, I didn't sleep well. Maybe something else is bothering me. Maybe it's something I read or whatever, you know, like our, our moods go up and down. We're, we're not always a, a steady state as much as we like to think we are sometimes, but it, it really helps us. And did you guys start doing that as a result of hearing this from her or is it just kind of a natural habit? I mean, it kind of makes sense that it'd be a natural thing if you're in a, you know, relationship where you generally communicate, you know, in a healthy manner. We do it naturally. But when I heard her on, when I heard her say that it was, it reminded me to be even more conscious of it and how important it is, especially while we're in quarantine. So just, just made me aware of it more. Um, it feels like, you know, one of those things actually, I can maybe think about how it feels to say that it probably makes you feel a little bit better immediately just to say it. Yeah. Because you're acknowledging exactly you're acknowledging how you feel. And this is one of the things I love about meditation is that when I've told a story about when I was nervous, super nervous going in and doing public speaking. And then I acknowledged my nervousness and my anxiety and I was able to go and I was like, Hey, it's okay. And it's like, once you acknowledge and accept the way that you're feeling, it's like, Hey, it's okay that I'm feeling that way. And you acknowledge it and you don't resist it. Some part of that makes you able to handle it better. Yeah. It's like a weight off your shoulders. You're, you're, you're accepting rather than fighting, you know? Um, and I think the other thing that's probably ironically beneficial about it is, um, it helps you recognize that whatever you're feeling is temporary, which makes it, you know, less heavy. Right. Um, do you guys, or did Esther or do you guys naturally do this throughout the day? Cause I'd imagine, I think it's something about any sort of emotion when you address it, it empowers you to, um, embrace how it is temporary and kind of laugh at yourself a little bit and go, why would I be, why would I be feeling poorly? Cause there doesn't always have to be a reason. There's just sometimes where literally quite literally you just wake up on the wrong side of the bed, you know? Yeah. Sometimes, to be. sometimes, sometimes it's from that. And then sometimes we'll have a really frustrating meeting that we just got out of. Like there was a day recently where I was having a, a pretty good day and then I had this one, I got this one email from someone and it like just really made me mad. And like my whole day like flipped and I was like, I'm, and I just was like, I'm just pissed off now. Like I'm just really frustrated because I feel like I'm not able to do what I'm trying to accomplish because I'm getting roadblocked, whatever, whatever it was. And it just frustrated me a lot. And I just told Jen like, hey, I'm, I'm really frustrated now. And so, yeah, it, it sometimes it's waking up on the wrong side of the bed. Sometimes it's not good sleep. Sometimes it's a bad email. Maybe like for instance, Jenna went on a run the other day. I think it might've been two days ago. And she has like those yoga pants with a pocket in the side that you put your phone in and her, the, the, 
her yoga pants literally weren't like staying up. Like they were falling down because of the weight of her phone. And she was like, these yoga pants that I got are specifically made. And I researched them so that they would stay up when I have my phone in my pocket and they're not doing it. And she's like, I had a really bad run. It really frustrated me. And like, so the things like that can happen from anything. And knowing that like is just voicing those frustrations that happened because there were yoga pants and not running pants. I did not. That probably wouldn't have helped. That's the first thing that comes to my mind. Yeah. It was one of those situations where it's probably not the best for me to offer a solution right now. And it's better for me to just listen. (laughs) By the way, Esther Perel is like a a New York best time selling author and psychotherapist. Um, And she's really one of the most insightful people um, today in relationships. Um, and just managing relationships um, and sex one of her, all, all over the stuff. One of her books on my list here. Yeah. You might, you might find it before for, I find it. Uh, if you're looking for insights into like relationships, I would highly recommend her. She's, I've listened to a bunch of stuff she's done and it's all lots of value in there. Lots of value. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, is there a typical, is there a typical response that you, you either feel from Jenna or, or maybe she feels from you, uh, that, that comes from this is it, do you feel like, I feel like maybe a natural response when someone says, especially at the early parts of the day, um, especially with how your days might differ. Like you have often probably work to do in the morning. You're probably checking email. Is there a response? Is it like space or is it, is there something I could do to help you? Is there something you guys do, whether it's deliberate or not, or is it just, thanks for telling me, you know, I'll keep that in mind and, and maybe it's acknowledgement. It's usually space. And I would say usually it means the other person will like cook food that day. Typically Mm. that's what I, that's what I think just ought like um, organically tends to happen. We definitely, I definitely, we definitely ask, Hey, what can I do? Is there anything I can do to help you? And it's usually just having an off day and it's just, I just got to do me right now. You know? Yeah. Hey, I'm going to go close this door really quick. Yeah. That's cool. Um, I think some of the other things that uh, Ever and I are going to get into is as we're being in quarantine is really understanding and really thinking about how can we make the next three to six months, the not only the most enjoyable, but bringing out the most value that because we're in such an unprecedented time where we have so much extra time to do things that we normally would never get to do and being able to look back on these next three, two, three, six months and be like, what was I able to do to make it as enjoyable and bring as much value to whatever your, your like dream big is Um, like, what do you think about on a regular basis? And are you doing something every day or every couple of days to work towards that? that's outside of your, your job that you're thinking about. So I think that's something that I've been, that I've been thinking about. Um, and for me, 
that's been a lot of it has been the life lab podcast um recently um i know we want to like rework our website and do some other things that, that we've talked about everett and then for those of you who don't even know that we have a website yeah um and then it's just continuing my uh my golf and fitness education um, so just really diving deep into those types of things so um but it could be anything um were you just giving a recap on what we're talking about while i was gone yeah, I was just giving a recap on the kind of what what the next things that that, that I've been thinking about and what uh, you've been thinking about. And I think what I really what this really comes down to for me is don't just survive right now. Yes, we're all surviving and we're not working from home as the the, the tweet that I saw go around where we're trying to work we're trying to do, we're, we're working, we're trying to work during a pandemic. That's different from I'm working from home right now while a pandemic's going on. It's, um, and so I think a lot of it is now that we've really settled into quarantine, it's, we understand how to adapt. We've adapted and don't just survive right now and look back in three or six months, like, Oh, I made it through quarantine. Look back on quarantine and be like, Oh, that was such an opportunity for me. I was able to accomplish this, this, and this. I built this. I I read these books. I learned this. I whatever it is that you want to do, take this as an opportunity to not just survive, but to thrive. <laughs> a little cheesy with the rhyming. That's isn't that a a book? That's somebody's book. Sounds like it could be a. And that's to, per oh, actually, there's a book about, um, there's a psychology book, Going from Surviving to Thriving, that I heard about a couple of years ago. Anyway, sidebar. Um, do we want to move full force into that topic right now, then? Yeah, let's do it. Because I, I, I have, you know, I don't think the thing that I've been thinking about is exactly like an antithesis to that, but I feel like it's a, it's a piece that might be easy to overlook in some of the, some of the conversation I see in the culture. And I think there's a bit of confirmation bias in this, right? We, this, this has come up in our conversations ever since we started the podcast, right? Like, you know, I think we have a lot of friends with similar mindsets, even though we have generally separate friend groups. So we hear a lot of the same themes. You might uh, consume a lot of the same, you know, flavors of social media um, <clears throat> and generally have some similar thoughts. And so there's like one school that's like, use this time. Don't just survive, thrive. What should you be accomplishing? Should you add a separate, you know, a, a new stream of income or like start something new? Um, all this conversation about doing more, accomplishing more things. And I, it, it seems to focus on what can you do now? What can you do with this time that you, are not doing already. And I think, I think there's a, a really important like caveat to that. That's what are you already doing that you're maybe half-assing because you're exhausted or you typically don't have enough time or your commute subtracts, you know, an hour and a half or an hour to two hours from your day, 10 hours a week, 40 hours a month, things like that. Um, and so I, I'm, while I'm thinking about the 
I, I, I think there's just a, a couple different ways to look at the word thrive, right? It can be adding something totally new and exciting, um, but it could also be looking at something that you're doing that maybe you're not giving enough time um, or enough effort or, you know, um, research patience. Does that make sense? I think there's a, there's a yeah. additional way to look, to look at it. That's really interesting. Cause I w- was not thinking about that at all. I, I mean, I think about, there's, you, you, you can think, look, I think yeah. it's totally, I think it's totally valid. And I think that actually probably applies to more people than what I was thinking about. Because uh, if, I mean, if you just take commuting like that, like 30 minutes, just one way in the morning, 30 minutes home at night, that's an hour a day. Like you said, yeah, that's a lot of time. That's if you compound that over a lot of time, like that's a lot of things that you could be working on that you're already doing that maybe you just want to do them better. Um, And yeah, do you have any specific things that you're, you're, that you think about from that perspective? Um, I mean, I think, you know, there's things that aren't super, you know, mind blowing, but like when I think about things like meditation, exercise, you know, when I say nutrition, I kind of, I'm thinking of like cooking, people have more time to cook more meals. Like it's not just dinner. I was going to say. Um, that's a pretty, you know, cool thing. It's a great way for people to take kind of their work break at home and like cook a lunch every day. What, you know, you don't have to, it can be a bit of a a burden as well, but you know, things that we're already doing that can become so much more interesting naturally because we've, we've been just pulled away from them because of all these other things we do. So you, you you never think, what can I do during the day or what could I do that first you know, uh, 30 minutes of the day. I, you know, I like all the kind of endless dialogue about how you, how you start the day, uh, how important that is, right. Start the day, own the day. Um, uh, you know, the, the quotes don't exactly come to mind right now, but not having to, um, get in the car and drive to a workplace completely shifts, kind of the burden you have with your morning every day. You can, you can change the beginning of your morning to be something empowering rather than this like feeling of I'm being yanked to this workplace because that's just where I'm scheduled to be every day. Um, so there's a lot of, there's a lot of routes you could go with it. But, um, I think I've just, just started thinking a little bit more about that. So hopefully in future episodes, maybe I'll have some more kind of in-depth uh, in-depth uh, examples of it, but I just think it's a, I don't think it's necessarily a different way. Cause I think it, it's in the same lane as, you know, don't just survive thrive in this time. But I think that there's just a couple different ways to, to look at thrive and it's not just about adding something. It can be, you know, getting enjoyment, getting more enjoyment out of the things you're already doing. And yeah. I think cooking is a great example like yesterday I made a uh, chicken katsu and I sous vide the chicken. I then breaded the chicken and Jenna helped me with like actually frying it. And then like made some brown rice. And then we made some like uh chili garlic green beans. And it was like a phenomenal meal. Like it was so good. And if I was working like my normal job, like I would have got off work. I would have went to the gym 
which I missed dearly. I would have came home by like 637 would have not put that much effort into a meal would have just been like, in the words of camp Carter, food is food gotten a, got eaten dinner and then been like done whatever I did for the rest of the day. Whereas now, like I had that time to really get creative, really make a good meal. And it was freaking fantastic. And it was so enjoyable. And how many, like how many cooks do you think are going to come out of the coronavirus? Like that are going to be phenomenal cooks because of this, like whether they be become restaurant cooks or because they become food bloggers or because they're just going to be making better meals on a regular basis now. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Cam Carter has a quote, food is food. What the hell does that mean? It basically means while this might not taste the best, it's nourishing your body enough to survive. So like you, you might make something where you're like, man, this doesn't really taste that great. Or like, I don't really want it, but it's allowing me to keep going. Like not at like that basic of a level, but like it's, it's good enough to serve. It's, it's serving its purpose as ner- like literally nourishing my body. Food is food. I get it. I make so smoothies from time to time that don't turn out. If I'm experimenting, they're not great, but I know the nutrients is so good. I'm like, well, you know, this isn't a five-star meal, but it's got great nutrients. That's the point. Sometimes exactly. it's more of the point exactly. than it being delicious. Yeah, that's exactly it. So, mm. so <clears throat> do you have any kind of examples or like further depth you want to go into about, you know, surviving versus thriving over this time or maybe ideas that you're comp- contemplating about the future? I'm thinking more around like we had a, we had an episode called freedom that was talking about how do we enable the freedom of the life that we want. And like, I've, we've talked about it, how at some point I want to have my own company where I have the freedom to do what I want when I want. And I'm not tied to that nine to five job. And I think there's a lot of people that, that want that, but I'm thinking more and more and more about it. And I went for a run, I think on Monday, like at lunch, like a five mile run. And I was like, wow, this is so nice to be able to go for a run in the middle of the day, not be in the city. I'm running around like the Capitol Hill neighborhoods on a beautiful day. And I was like, this is so nice to then come home and just have that freedom to then I had to go back to work, of course, but it just felt like I was more free to, to, to be doing things on the timeline that I wanted to. And I, I, that's kind of what I'm, that's what I've been thinking mostly about. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's huge. You know, I think so, uh, there's probably a lot of us, I know I'm thinking, um, you know, I already work remotely, but I'm not having to go to as many offices as I was before. But even thinking about Mia being home all the time and all the additional experiences we're able to have together, the question keeps coming up of what's it going to be like when things go back to normal and in quotes, because I don't know if things will be normal like they were before, but I'm sure a lot of people are thinking these freedoms are so incredible now, you know, being as simple as being able to go go outside and go on a two, three mile walk with your dog at 
you know, 1 PM on a Tuesday because it's nice out and you need a break from work. Like that is all of a sudden it's a luxury. And I'm sure there's a lot of people going, what can I do to maybe preserve that, you know, long-term or achieve a new normal when I have to go back to work to, to be able to do stuff like that. Um, so does that mean you're putting more thoughts or brainstorming into what your, your potential personal business venture could be? Yeah, I've, I'm thinking, yeah, I've been thinking a lot about that. I've also been thinking about, uh, how can we broaden the reach of the life lab podcast, build our website, basically just providing more value to people. I think that's, that's what I've been thinking most about. Like how, how can we do that? Um, what's the best way to go about that and just reading and researching a lot. And then not just, doing that, but trying to actually do it. Like we've stepped up doing our podcast uh, once a week, which I I feel like we should have been doing at least every other week um, consistently. But I think that the consistencies helps a lot. And yeah, I'm I'm thinking about that and then also trying to put it into action. Um, So... Yeah, Yeah, I think... And a lot of it is hard. It's it's hard because I, I don't know how to build websites and yeah, we're using Squarespace, but like I'm not skilled at building things like that. So it's a lot of looking at other websites. How how can we build out? There's templates. Like it's, it's a lot of work and it's kind of exhausting and overwhelming at the same time. So, but I know that like hours and make incremental improvements and feel like, fuck. Yeah. But ideally that'll be the time where you look back and like, wow, I accomplished that. So hopefully to having more concrete examples for you in uh, a couple of months, but yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm thinking kind of hoping one of the funny things about this podcast years down the road is seeing how it compounded, you know, like it's, it's obviously come a long way since, you know, the first day where we drink a bottle of tequila and we're clinking cocktail glasses while we were watching (laughs) Lakers game in the background. I mean, it's, it's been, extremely fun the entire time. But, um, you know, I've been, I've been thinking a lot about like why we're doing this and how the purpose has maybe evolved or how the satisfaction has has evolved. Obviously there's challenges now with us living in, in different, uh, states. Um, but I was actually thinking about maybe doing like a, a video to post to Instagram to say like, to like actually introduce the podcast. Um, and, and I don't know, I, I thought it'd be a funny idea to just like literally sit here, hit record on my phone and say, for those of you who don't know, I have a podcast with my friend, Will, and here's, here's why, and here's what we do. And here's the value we hope to, to provide just to like, to, to let people know. But I think that's a good, it's a good exercise to do just so that we have to put into words, you know, some of the answers to some of those questions. Um, but I think, you know, like, like any vocation or craft, um, going with one of the, the, one of my favorite quotes from Naval is, you know, playing long-term games. And, uh, I like to break his quote up into two parts. It says play long-term games with long-term people. Um, and you know, the most valuable things in life are things that compound, obviously, you know, 
interest on money is one of those things, but projects like this is, is another one to where as other parts of our life advance, this podcast will evolve in ways that we could potentially never, um, predict. Right. Um, and maybe it already is, you know, maybe we're not even aware, but maybe for our listeners, um, the few that we have, um, it's evolved and it, and it changes as, as we, as we change. I've got, I've got one example right now. Like remember when we first started making intros, how freaking long it would take me to like say an intro, like obviously you're way better at it than I am. But like, um, when I have to do it, uh, it would take me forever. Like it would literally take me like 30 minutes. I'd like write, I'd like write out what I was going to say. It would be super clunky. I'm like just not natural at doing that, but I have since started getting to the point now where it's only taking me like two or three times. Sometimes I even get it on like uh one take and I'm like, yeah, it didn't sound that great, but uh, it was a lot better than where I was like, 17 16 episodes ago where it was like a freaking a scary process for me and i'm just getting more comfortable with that and i know i mean i've only done it probably 15 times you've done it a couple times and i feel like i've improved um even if the audience doesn't think so uh, it's just taking me less time so like yeah. and that's a compounding thing like if we do this 25 more times it's gonna consistently get better and better and better yeah yeah, it's it's like the the whole concept of there's no such thing as an overnight success. It's like, you know, if we're really really good at this by episode 100, it's not because episode 100 was really good. It's because episode episode 3 sucked and 11 sucked and like 21 was a little bit better and like, you know, you make these very tiny almost unnoticeable improvements along the way. Um I, there's a, I keep seeing, uh, people saying it's not about 10,000, getting your 10,000 hours in. It's about getting 10,000 iterations in. And I've been thinking about that a lot. You could, you can actually do 10,000 mindless hours, but easy. If you take the time to reflect and review what you're doing and iterate as you go, that's where improvement comes from. Um, anyway, we've kind of gotten lost. Do we want to talk about running a little bit or, or yeah. Veer to I got another one. Topic? I got one. No, let's talk about running, but I want to give one example on uh, iterative process. I listened to a golf podcast and this golfer named Billy Horschel said he, the worst part of his game was chipping and he said he worked on it for five years. It took him five years to get to the place that he wanted. And he was mm -hmm. like, you just got to trust the process process and work on those iterative changes. And then now he was like, five years later, I'm finally where I want to be. And yeah, there were a lot of lows. And I was like, man, is this even worth it? He just kept, he's like, well, compound interest, keep working, keep working and it'll get better. But, um, Anyways, uh, yeah, let's talk about running. Big, big shout out to Eric Dargetz, crushing the Life Lab um, Get Outside and Move Challenge, where we we set a goal of seventy miles of walking or running. And uh, he, how fast did he finish it, Everett? Fifteen days, um, basically fifteen and a half days. He ran at least. Um, it's a bummer that I don't 
I don't see his total now. It just says he completed the 70 mile challenge in 15 days. Um, so I would imagine he's done, he's done more than that. And also I would imagine, I don't know if, how much you've talked to him, but is he recording walks as well? Or are these just runs? Yeah. He, so he does, he says that he does like a four to six mile run pretty much every day. And then he goes for a walk at lunch, which is anywhere from like a mile to two miles a day. So mm. He's getting outside. He's getting a lot of vitamin D. He's exercising his body. Um, and that's, that was exactly what we wanted for the, for the challenge was just get outside and move, uh, right now, obviously be safe and keep your social distancing while you're moving, but really don't just stay hold up, go outside and enjoy, enjoy the quietness while you can and, and move your body. I, 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 I can't recall if we talked about this before, but did you, do you know, does he take this? How many days a week does he run? Does he run five to six days Five to six days? Okay. Yeah. Cause I, I, I laughed last night when I looked at this and I was like, Holy shit, he already hit 70 miles. And then I remember you said he runs around five miles every day. And if you take 70 miles and divide it by 15, it's like 4.6 miles a day. That's obviously if he was running every single day of those 15 days, but consistency is key. Um, how's it going for you? I see you're already at 60 miles. Like it's been, uh, it's been hard. Like getting started for me is the hardest thing. Just putting on the shoes and getting out the door. Mm. That is the most difficult thing for me. And then usually about the midway point, I was talking with Kurt about this. Usually about the midway point, I, I start to struggle. And then the farthest I've ran, like actually ran without stopping is like 5.75 miles. I think, mm. man, my body was tight the, the next day. It was, or not, it was pretty, I was pretty exhausted. I was pretty gassed and I definitely have been taking days off in between, which has been helping me. But, um, of these 60 miles or, um, you've, you've run so far, has it, has, is this mostly running? Or like what's the breakdown between running and walking? I'd say 45 miles has been running and 15 has been walking. Mm. Also, Jenna's up there with 45 miles. That's yeah, huge. she's been doing a great job. Yeah. Shout out to Cam, 58 miles. Shout out to Kurt, 55 miles so far. Like people are killing it. I don't yeah. know. I've, it's, been, it's, been, it's been awesome to see people. I'd also like to give a big awesome. shout out to Jeff Pugh. Ah, called out 0. 0.00 miles. The reason I signed up for the half marathon is Jeff Pugh. I'm putting it on blast and he hasn't ran a single mile that I know of. He's actually yeah. hasn't even been responding to my text to saying, Hey man, sign up for this half marathon with you. Why aren't you running? Oh, I'm sure. It's pretty sad because there's nothing else to do, man. If anything, don't they have a dog? Why not to turn your, Nike run club app on when you walk the dog. So I actually want to do, uh, and cam said he's doing a, a half marathon. Like he's already routed out a half marathon for the 7th of, uh, June. And he's just going to run it even if, even if it gets canceled or not. So I kind of want to do that with everyone. If they want to do it on the, the life lab fitness challenge. Um, what do you mean? Even if it gets canceled, you said he, is he signed up for the rock and roll? Cause yeah. that's, that's so, when that is. 
And that was yours too, right? So, yeah. So if that gets canceled, he's just going to, well, I'm just going to do my own. Oh, okay. So. Yeah. I'm down for that. I've actually, I've been thinking about that a lot. We were going to do the Nike uh, LA half, which was last Friday, but uh, yeah, I guess we'll. <laughs> I got to wrap, wrap this up. up. Um, yeah. Short and sweet. Um, we'll dive in next week on some more things and some more time. So anyways, life lab. Thanks everybody. Peace and love. Stay safe. Wash your hands.